Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ozone, live from Koreatown in the holiday season, where it is a crispy 74 degrees. We are here. I am your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother, Terry Miller, also known as the Icons. And we can't forget Ernie. We have Ernie the Sound Man on the scene. Never forget about Ernie. We can never forget about Ernie. That was a pretty smooth intro. Yeah, uh, you like that. That was a new jam called Penthouse Floor from uh, John Legend on his new album, which is called, uh, what is it called? I think it's called The Light Versus the Darkness. Darkness and Light. Darkness and Light, which is very poignant for nowadays. It's right. A lot of, a lot That's of, the theme. It is. A lot of battles of good and evil in the world right now. It's unfortunate. Um, but... Merry Christmas. We're bringing the holiday cheer, and we are bringing you information about the sports that you like and that you love. Rah! So we're fired up today. Very interesting week in the NFL. Very interesting. And I, for one, am very happy to say I told y'all so. Because you know what happened this week? Don't tell me. Andy Reid snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> we got it. He, he got it out of it. I'm sorry. He did. All right. I'm sorry. He had to get it out of the system. He's ready now. Ah, you think? <laughs> yeah, he's ready now. In Arrowhead? Talk to me, Chief Lover. Uh, no, Number one, Chief Rocker. He got it out of the system. He's, you know what? I have to do it. I have to, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I have to make, me. I have to give a bonehead. I got to do a bonehead. I got to get Why it out of my system. did he need a bonehead he why did the, he need at least one he bonehead? needed icing <laughs> what, what, you need to ice him he's gonna miss the field goal it's classic and man. you ran iso so basically all you did was give him a real life uh, uh free throw you gave him a measuring shot for those who don't know what happened the chiefs were on their way to a victory against the titans who i've spoken about it's a titan sneak in there man they can be a problem. a problem they are a problem any team that can go up there to arrowhead and win is a problem that's a serious that, that's not no chump you know but you have to, to do a few things to help them out you know you do to, you to, have to, to do win a few, and that's you, a great and you, point and you have to take advantage of the mistakes that they make and andy reed i mean yeah he really goes out of his way <laughs> to to make these mistakes. It's just like the Raiders, though. The Raiders are the same way. They go out of their way to keep a team in the game. They do. I can't front on that. That's a great way to put it. Because they they give you a chance to beat them. And this is what we see that's the difference between both of those teams that we're talking about and, say, a Patriots team. Right, because they don't They're make coming the, to crush you. Yes, and they don't make that many mistakes. And if they do, then they're going to put a patch on it. You know, they're not going to let it. Yeah, they're not going to let it get out of control. No, Tom Brady wasn't having a great game. And they said, okay, that's fine. He's going to have a good enough game, and the defense is going to pick him up. The defense said, oh, okay, finally uh, Tommy needs us. We got him. Yeah, and that's what it's about, though. You pick each team. other up. It's but team. with a team like the Chiefs, this is why there's a gray area when people have to try to believe in these teams because even the Falcons, you know, everybody has doubts about Matt Ryan. I believe that the Falcons are going to go deep this year. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. And I'm not even high on offensive teams. James Jett, yeah. going deep? Going deep because they, you know, they got Julio who's getting the stretch. Randy Moss, come on, <laughs> Julio, get the stretch. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he's ready, you know. But they'll put up so much pressure on a team to keep up with them, especially if they receive the ball first and score. What are yeah. you going to do? Yeah, that's what are a you going to do? Even the Cowboys, they, they you'll take the run out of the uh, out of the equation, and that'll be it, man. Well, let's talk about what the Chiefs did because what the Chiefs did was to get shut down in the second half. Why do we have to talk about that? Because because you like to talk about them whenever it's them versus the Raiders, so I figured we might as well talk about them now. I don't see why not. I mean, I'm looking at it. They were up 17-7 to in the second quarter going into halftime, and they got blanked in the second half. The Titans put up 12, including a, a game-winning field goal at the buzzer, thanks to Andy Reid trying to ice the kicker on a timeout. 
even though it's cold out there. It's already icy, and he decided to go uh, uh, even colder. But you know what? The, t- the Chiefs, they're a special teams team. They rely on their special teams. Hmm. They, they don't really have. And this is what they lose by not having Jamal Charles. Exactly. Like a because, devastating running exactly. game. Exactly. They need that devastating run game. They need something devastating on offense. Right. Because Jer- everything Jeremy Macklin just... doesn't have it like that anymore. He's more of a possession receiver. You're bringing in Tyreek Hill, which is doing a great job. But, yep. you know, he's a he's a rookie. It's hard to depend on a rookie. Alex Smith isn't the best. He's serviceable. He's a manager. And, and, he's and, a manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you need something great. And it doesn't seem like they've been able to find that great thing. Yeah. They have Travis Kelsey. He's a Above average, uh, you know, tight end. I mean, he's one of the best tight ends in football. I but agree. you have to be able to get the ball to him. You got to be able to get the pill to him. Yeah, that's a uh, wow. That's that's that really helped the Raiders because it's funny because these teams literally flip flopped in the standings. The, the the AFC West is so tight. I mean, you could argue it's the best division in football. Really, you really could argue that. I, I mean, I'm sorry <laughs> because you have three teams who are all legit on on any given day can beat each other. You know, you got you and and then you have a fluky team like the Chargers who has a chance to play spoiler once again. The Chargers should have had that game yesterday. They should have. And, but what, and you know what happened? Have, no, I'm just gonna, win, baby. I know, but what they had done earlier in the game was exploit the Raiders non-secondary. They went over the top to start the game off and then they went away from it. And they went to a running game that they don't have since Melvin Gordon is hurt. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's go into our running game that we don't have. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> And you kept the game tight. You kept the game tight for what? Keep airing it out. Because Derek Carr is eventually going to air it out. Eventually. He's going to come around. Just like how Tom Brady is. I'm not saying don't get anything twisted. I'm not saying Derek Carr is Tom Brady. But what I'm <laughs> saying is, is some, certain guys, if you keep giving them chances, and this is in every sport, eventually they're going to light you up. Right. Especially the, when they have the gift. They have that. And he's got that clutch in him. And uh, let's hear what... Uh, what I think all pro Donald Penn, uh, the the all pro lineman for the Raiders, has to say about the playoff picture. To now, I mean, it's a big turnaround. So I'm just happy for for Mr. Davis, happy for Mr. McKenzie, for all those guys in front of him because they stuck with the plan. They stuck with it, and, and Mr. Davis gave him gave him the trust. It's coming tuition now. You, you mentioned those fans zone, how they do travel. Were you even maybe just a bit surprised you look up there and it's just all a sea of black? No, I knew that because our fans have been traveling well all year this year. You know, it's crazy. You know, you don't want to say it, though, but when you win, they come out. And we've been winning, so they're going to come out. And I knew they were coming out strong because, like I said, we're winning. There it is. And there it is. <laughs> I, I need a little bit more penthouse floor in my life. <laughs> it's a nice jam. <laughs> it is a nice jam. We might have to end with that one, too. You ushered it back in. <laughs> Let's see what Seabass has to say about it. Yeah, I mean, What's I going? go every week. I feel good. I don't right. complain. You know, just go do my business. Was it nice to, you know, to be able to put up points there late? They, they weren't scoring touchdowns, but the points kind of kept coming. Yeah, points kept coming from field goals. You know, a little we got turnover at the end from Reggie, so uh, that had definitely helped. But, you know, we help each other. Offense, defense, special teams. Given how long to the playoffs to make it, it must mean something. Yeah, it that. feels, I can't even describe my words, man. It feels, it feels so special. I mean, I waited a long time for that. You're the last guy. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And what's the trip about that is that it's a trip to hear him and his accent get better over the years. Because I remember when they got Sebastian Janikowski, it was a uh-huh. big deal. If you remember, it was him and like Jason Elam who could kick 
field goals from 60-something yards. Right from the stands. Yeah, <laughs> from end to end, except for, you know, Seabass didn't, I think the longest he gave you was like 58 or 50, 57 something, but he's, he's a consistent no, no, I kicker. he gave you a 60 piece. He might have gave you a 60. I know Elam took it over the top and went 63 yeah, on But you. he was at, at the mile high. He was at mile, good point, good point. You know what, though? But the Raiders are about to meet their maker this week. <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if they're going to meet him, then I should be there myself. <laughs> Sign me up. But they're about to meet the uh, the Colts. And now let me tell you something, Randy <laughs> and, Piper. And, and Andrew Luck is going to move the ball. Andrew Luck's going to move the ball. And they're going to have to put up a lot of points. But this is just going to be a complete shootout because the Colts don't have defense. No, they don't, except for the homie Vontae. The Colts don't have defense. <laughs> Vontae's hurting right now. Yeah, I know, I, but I have to shout him out. You have to give a shout out. Yeah, he is Come on, I love the Davis boys. Both of them. Vernon and Vontae. <laughs> One love to the Davis family coming straight out of the DMV. Yeah. But they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to open it up this time. I mean, what, this game probably, I would say that the, the over is. <laughs> no matter what it is, <laughs> I don't even think they said it yet. Should should be probably around 80 points scored, I wouldn't say, I would say. I would definitely say that the Raiders have the more difficult schedule of these teams that are vying for this spot. Because it, the Raiders uh, are playing the Colts and then the Broncos. And right, and Kansas City's playing the Broncos coming up this week, and the Broncos don't have it. They and have, then they have, the Chargers. Yeah, they have the receivers, you know, the Broncos, but they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a running game. You just have defense. This is even worse when Peyton, than when Peyton Manning was there. You know what? It's funny. I watched that game yesterday, and, you know, I've tried to give Trevor Sivian a, 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 a chance. He's because, a rookie. Yeah, and I think he's going to be good because yeah. he's not scared. Uh -huh. Problem is, is you can see that he's a rookie in the sense that he dimes on a drive for like four or five passes. And then the sixth pass, you can you can see on the third or fourth pass, he's playing with fire. And then on the sixth pass, he throws the pick. Yeah, and then he lights the match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's but, it. But the problem is, though, is that they don't have a running game at all. And if you don't have a running yeah. game and then you have a rookie quarterback, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem because yeah. the defense is still tight. Yeah. And so what is he supposed to do? Yeah, it's a tough spot. The Broncos are not real, but both of those teams, the Broncos and the Chargers, have the ability to play spoiler both weeks, actually. Right. They're they're gonna factor into the playoff situation, you know, for the uh for the AFC West because now with the way that the playoff picture is now, we don't really know who's gonna be Wild card, who's gonna be right. division winner. We, All we know is that the Patriots have won the division as sitting usual. At home pretty. Yeah. They have the best record, and it's a problem. They, they have, have the best record. You're going to have to go up there. The Chiefs are the only team, maybe the Titans, I doubt it, though, but the Chiefs are really the only team that have what it takes to go up there and beat them. Especially after you watch the Ravens get smacked around. Yeah. I actually think the Steelers can do it if they have their full squad because of Le'Veon Bell and because Big any, Ben is a monster. Yeah, but I don't have any faith in Tomlin like that. Tomlin's I, not the you know he's not the genius that he needs to be. I don't. You know what? I'm not going to sell him short. I can't say it yet because he is a world champion. And he has gone up there and lost. Now, sometimes, just like how you're talking about, maybe that loss is what Andy Reid and the Chiefs actually needed. Yeah. Sometimes it does work like that. I think that the loss against the Chiefs that the Raiders suffered uh, a couple weeks back actually helped the Raiders because it helped them recognize that all the hype and everything else that's going on, you're not infallible. You know, it's still... You need defense. It, you need defense. <laughs> right. and, I, and I think, you know, when I hear the comments that Jack Del Rio says after games... Jack Del Rio isn't naive to the, you know, no, what's he's going a realist. on. He is a realist. And he knows. He knows. I just think the thing that I like is that at this point, the Raiders are doing better than what they used to do in that 
they don't have 25 penalties a game. They don't right. They don't set records for penalties. That just you that lack of games, discipline that they used to have that, that was just very, very unacceptable. Yeah. And you can't win in yeah. any sport with that. I don't care how much talent you have. And and this is what I was saying is that looking at it, I was like, wow, they actually just from the beginning of this year when they set the record, they have improved. And I have to give Jack Del Rio credit for that because that's him. Yeah. You know, that's him and the right veterans making the doing leadership. And and I see you see I really like the the I really like the way the offseason acquisitions have come into the fold because you have uh uh you know you you have the bedrock of the defense which is Khalil Mack and he actually started kind of slow but then now he's a minister society again because the cream rises to the top but then you have Bruce Irvin out there causing problems now yeah, but nice then you signing. have the NFL causing problems also because Alden Smith can't get back out there that's a problem because yeah. I tell you and what there's no reason for him if, not to be back out there because he hit the weed yeah and and that's you and know that's another topic. they gotta that's it is another topic maybe we go back to that in a sec but uh because it is a that's a real topic yeah. and truth be told we can go to it right now because it in the NFL yesterday, no matter who you watched, the games, it was very interesting because it seemed like all of the games had a similar flow that the better teams were down early and came back and won. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that the Texans looked so bad. I'm not surprised, though. They don't have anything, and they lost their defense. You know, you lose J.J. Watt, and then what can you expect from them? Because you they still were... got Jadavion. <laughs> Jadavion Clowney. He ain't better than Jadavion. <laughs> but, you know, they don't – Brock Osweiler right now is a bust. Yeah. A $75 million bust. Yeah. Put him on the metal, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's Dr. Jerry Buss. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. And now they brought in the, this other kid that I do believe he's a draft pick that they, that's going to start for the rest of the season to see if Brock is going to keep his job. Blake Bortles is a bust. Yeah, but Blake Bortles, I don't really want to call him a bust like that yet. I mean, he's still He's young. still got a not a great team. Yeah. So it's not – yeah, not, yeah. He has receivers, but you need more than receivers. They don't have a running game. The running game is so crucial. That's like taking a big man out of basketball, or taking a pitcher that has that fastball. Right. Yeah. It's it's you need that. You need to keep that. them honest. It keeps the everybody game keeps so you honest. honest. Man. I might go to play action. Just think when that goes to play action, you're like, oh my god, because Zeke, <laughs> Zeke might peel off twenty five thirty at any given time. Right. So you have to be true, and if you're not true, then there you go. Your boy's over the top. Woo 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 woo. I tell you what. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers deserve some uh, an honorable mention because I think next season the Tampa Bay Bucks might be real. They're going to be a problem. Seriously, just tighten up on defense a little bit. Tighten up on defense. Get a running another, back. You get another year under famous Jameis. Get a running back. Keep going over the top to Mike Evans. Yeah, and and you guys can make some noise. That kid, famous Jameis, was making throws yesterday that were I was really. He's got heart. With. Did you see that little little, little thing that they've done about him, where he had started studying about being a quarterback when he was in elementary school, and he had a little notebook and everything that he was talking about how to beat plays and everything. Like, uh, no, I, I, I didn't think see he was that. like in the sixth or seventh grade, and he was he had a book that said, "Oh, well, you beat cover two by running a double out and all this." <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. See, and the guy's whole. Dream almost got derailed behind some youthful foolishness of messing around with some shrimp, some <laughs> right, some not some dead left shrimp, right? Which is you know, and it's surf and turf, some, <laughs> <laughs> some surf and turf on the back end. And now I'm glad he got his life back together and he and he took himself seriously. He got came in in crazy shape, he's super mobile. He pulled a shimmy shake that looked like Allen Iverson out there yesterday. I tell you, man, the young these young quarterbacks, all they need is a little help, and that's this, it. There seems like there's no running game anymore in the NFL, and that's hurting all these young guys. It's just like the teams that don't have any big men in basketball. It's right. like somehow or another it went out of fashion, and now 
Yeah, and, and they want to run arena ball, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work in the big in because the they're having league. the same problem with the Giants. The Giants, you yeah. know, they don't have a running game really. You're yeah, Rashard Jennings, and he's not a power back, and so they can double team or double put pressure on Odell all the time. Right. Yeah, do not sleep on those Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm telling you. No, I know. I like the way the Steelers are looking right now. <laughs> no, but the, and but the, they got vets. Yeah, but Big Ben anytime, really doesn't look good, though. He doesn't look good, but anytime you got a guy that can peel off 150 yards on you, you got problems. That Potentially, you, you know, have problems. You know, honestly, though, I I can never say anything about Le'Veon because I'm so high on him. But, 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 but what he did to Buffalo is what you're supposed to do to Buffalo. You know, uh, yeah, okay, I'm with you. But how many times do we see guys now not doing what they're supposed to do? Every All week. every week, every, every week, every single week. But that's that has to go back to the coach. You're not supposed to struggle against the Jaguars, Houston. Yeah, and look, so you're talking about Mike Evans this week is about to go against the New Orleans Saints. But last time the Saints sort of shut him down. Right, that shouldn't happen. The yep. Saints should never shut down a guy like Mike Evans. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. They should not. You know? Because the Saints are interested in putting up points, which is what they did against Arizona. Although he's going to get crazy targets. I mean, he's going to – famous James is going to throw him the ball probably Regardless. 12, 13 times. Yeah. And by the way, moment of silence for the Arizona football Cardinals. That was the end of their season and possibly their <laughs> franchise because I don't know what happened to these guys. Oh, my goodness. And Drew Brees lit them I up. mean – you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lit him up. Four touches. First time this year. Come on. Almost man. hit him for 400 yards. I think he hit him for 389. Now that's a nice motor, by the way. The yeah. 389. Oh, you like the 389? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a 383. It is a stroker. 383. <laughs> 383. Coming straight out the crate. <laughs> the crate. <laughs> yeah, and Carson Palmer said he's coming back. I don't know what for, but he's coming back. Tear out an ACL. Uh, you know it's Pick unfortunate. You know it's unfortunate because all these older guys. Like myself, you just never know when to wrap it up. You just want to take it. <laughs> Keep running it back. I want to run it back. The competition is real. Everybody, you know, I want to retire, go spend time with my family. You're lying, dude. <laughs> you know, we you know saw what? an older guy this weekend who got retired by a young fella. <laughs> and it happens and, all and the it's time. it's going to happen in, uh, and we're going to speak on it in our next segment. And his name is Bernard Hopkins. <laughs> and he and, got retired. Oh, man. He said he retired, but they retired his number. That's what it was. They didn't even put it in the Raptors. They, no, they put it on the floor, actually, of the <laughs> so floor. everybody can walk over Oh, come on. <laughs> But uh, but but let's let's uh, wrap up the football segment. How about uh, how do you feel about the Cowboys showing? Cowboys, I mean Zeke. What can you say? I mean <laughs> he's running all over the place. Tampa Bay has like I think the number four, the fifth running defense in football, and he ran all over them like they weren't even there. Yeah, but you know what? I really don't like about this whole situation is that they act like Dak Prescott is not doing anything. I, and he, and that's why because Zeke is always the 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 number one topic. Right, but Tony Romo, when he had the same offensive line, wasn't doing anything. Dak Prescott is doing something. And then if he has a couple of bad games, now all of a sudden— We want to talk about Tony Romo. Yeah, the resurgence of the Tony Tony Romo rumors. Right. I mean, I don't want to hear about it. No, I don't, actually. The kid is great. Yeah, (laughs) he's not great right now. The kid is great to this point. He's great to this point. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this this donation thing. How about the Salvation? That That was was pretty creative of him. That was, and that was awesome, man. And I liked how he crept back up. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah, these youngsters, man, I'm, I'm really impressed nowadays. I really hope the owners and their appointed dictator, Goodell, listen to the players about the No Fun League. Right. And, and I hope that they, you know. Long term, it's going to come back and bite them. It, it will because these guys need to express themselves. Right. And don't make them act like they don't enjoy the game. Come on, man. Just like don't tell them they can't smoke weed when they're in constant pain every week. Right, because you're not playing. You're standing up in the stands and you're looking at the game and, wow, man, that kid's really doing his thing. But guess what? That kid is actually hurting after the game. It For takes, the next week. Yes. It takes him a week to recover. 
If you get a chance, run over to the Players' Tribune and read the uh, article, the essay that Richard Sherman penned a week or so ago about what happens to a player when you have to go from playing Sunday to Sunday to playing Sunday to Thursday. It was a very insightful article. I really right. appreciated that. I really even heard players uh, complaining about playing from Sunday to Saturday. You know, their, yeah. their bodies is regimented, so it just gets stuck on going from that from that seven day. I just think that the when you watch these collisions that they have out there. Did you see your man get uh, green from uh, the Broncos get put into concussion, get his concussion on uh, yesterday? By any chance? I didn't see that. You didn't want to see that. I mean, this is a big guy. This is the, this is the tight end. From the Broncos? Or are you talking about from the um, the Steelers? No, I'm talking about from the Broncos. Because Ladarius Green got put into concussion protocol as well. No, this was like, what's this guy? Cat's name is Trevor Green? Let me look it up. We got uh, clocked, huh? Hey, man. I mean, it, this was a bad, this is not good. Um, injury report. Let's see. Yeah, this was an ugly look because uh, it's just that every play, every game, anything can happen. You know what I mean? Like, and anything does happen, and the guys fight through it, and that's a that's not a, that's no small thing at all. At all, man. Just go out there and run and get to the closest person, and don't put a don't put a, any kind of helmet or protection on your head and run into something, run into a wall, and see what time it is. Because these are some of the fastest guys on earth, and in some of the best conditioning on earth. And they're... Virgil Green, Virgil Green mm. left after the first quarter. We're gonna play the soundbite of the hit and see how that goes. See if we, we have can to? tell. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. Watch this. Rebuilt, ready to go. It has not come through for him. First down throw. To Green for another ten. Long on the cover. It looks like he's having a heart attack. I'll tell you who has come through for him. He can't get up. The quarterback, Trevor Simeon. He's falling and he can't get up. And you see how the referees bring him out immediately? Like, everybody could tell. I was watching it live. I was like, oh, man, he just got lit on his neck, you know? Right. And everything is so sensitive up there. This guy's 6'5", 260. Was that kid um, also had a neck injury out there in Minnesota? Thelian? So it's just bad. You know, you watch I mean, it. The sport I wonder is if Darren Sproles is okay still. That was like, man, from last week. Crucial. But you know who is okay? Who? Everybody who signs up for the 5-4 club. You know, I got a couple calls. People were very excited to use their promo code for Christmas. The promo code is Omar, folks. And if you didn't know, I'm here to inform you that for $65 a month, you will receive a box of clothes totally personally curated by a professional stylist to your style. Worth $200 or more every single month. Five Four Club, where style meets you. I just made that up. Style meets you. They might have to nice. use that. It's a nice yeah. one. Maybe it's you meet style. Yeah, crazy. You should tag that. Yeah, I should I should sue them. <laughs> Already? <laughs> That's murder. <laughs> I should sue them for letting me make it up. Yeah, so this weekend in boxing was unfortunate and we have a we have a caller who wants to talk about it. You you think it was unfortunate? Is this the champ? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a we have a, a fighter on our hands. Me, myself, I'm not the biggest fan of ladies fighting because this girl's beautiful and I don't want to see her pretty face ever get touched. Uh, <laughs> this is Holly Lawson, folks. You're here. You're live on the Ozone. Hey, Holly. With me and my brother, Terry. Hi, Terry. How are you? Holly, what are I'm you well, doing? Did, thank you. How are you? I'm well. Did you just get done training the stars? If anybody who doesn't know, Holly Lawson, if you find yourself in Hollywood, California, you need to look her up. Where can the people find you, Holly? Because she trains your favorite action hero. She probably trains them. 
Talk to the people. I, I have a pretty amazing group of clients for sure. <laughs> yeah. Tell the folks some of the people that you've trained for the films, for the big movies that they, they get ready for and you get them ripped up. Uh, Rosalind Pike is my client. You know her from Gone Girl. Alexandra Shipp, who is the new Storm. Come on, I man. trained the singer Lord. I mean, I have I have a group of pretty amazing talent that I work with. And these aren't ladies you want to mess around with. You right. catch them in the dark alley. They might put them ones and twos on you. Give you a two piece with a biscuit for Christmas. Right, lay paws on you and put them tips Pardon on me? you. Oh, I try to stay out of street fights at all times. <laughs> Not you. Everybody know they don't want none with you. I'm talking about the roster of your clients. Oh yeah, they. I mean. I do personal training with them. We do some fight stuff. Wow. But um. But what we want to talk you know, about they can is handle their own. What we want to talk about is the is the unfortunate retirement of a legend this weekend. Uh, yes. My idol, actually. Oh, uh, really? The alien is your idol. The executioner. The alien. The executioner. I really? refuse to acknowledge the alien. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't appreciate that, that extraterrestrial work. <laughs> It was just a little bit much. I feel like it was a little bit much. But um, We're talking yeah, about Bernard Hopkins for anybody who doesn't know. And this weekend at the Fabulous Forum in Inglewood, California, B-Hop uh, laced him up for what was supposed to be his last fight, which what we are now sure was his last fight uh, against Joe Smith. Joe Smith, correct? Was it Joe Smith's he, name? Joe Smith Jr., yeah. Yeah, Joe Smith Jr. That kid's tough, else. man. Man, that kid hits hard. And he's ready to go. I hate that he had to do that to B-Hop. Well, I hate that B-Hop wouldn't give him his credit. Yeah, I, you know what? He, I think he was still foggy. I don't think he was foggy. He's just that type of fighter to me. He just didn't want to give that kid credit. Man, he t- so, so, so tell us what it was like at the arena. Talk to us about the undercard. Talk to us about this fight, and then we'll talk about the undercard. Analyze that fight for us, because B-Hop didn't look all bad from the word go, correct? It was pr- pretty, I don't know if it was competitive. I, I had Smith ahead on most of the card at the point that Bernard got knocked down. I think Bern- I think Smith came to fight. He's kind of hard to not like. Actually, he seems like a nice kid. Seems like <laughs> really a nice does. kid. He's prepared, and uh, and he definitely he he definitely came to make sure the old man didn't get the best of him. I can tell you that much. And I would say he came out cautiously aggressive. And the thing that I felt like was. B-Hop was there. He was semi-competitive. I, I, maybe he won two rounds or something like that out of the eight. And then things went all the way left for him. For anybody who hasn't seen it, go look up the Bernard Hopkins knockout. Uh, it was crazy. I mean, out of the ring and out. Knocked out. Literally knocked right. out. Not just knocked out of the ring, but knocked out. You could see he was out on his feet. Right. And then afterwards, yeah. he was claiming that Joe Smith pushed him over. We don't need to dwell on that because boxing is the only sport you don't play. And it's this is very clear why. But what we can talk about is how a 51, near 52-year-old man was even eligible to get a primetime fight. And uh, anyways, because his conditioning is incredible. He pops in sometimes where I train down at the Fifth Street Gym in Miami Beach. And um, he's incredible. And his, you know, he has the discipline where he has extended his career literally, I would say, by 15 years or so by just staying in shape and being of crafty vet. Right, but then you talk about him being at the point where he can actually lose his life because yes, because you can't sanction that fight. Yeah, because if he fights, if that guy, if he falls the wrong way out of those ropes, then he's dead. I mean, yeah, literally. he could have got the Cochise. Yeah, he he could have got it. He could have got the Cochise. But his legend, I think, is cemented. You know, I think that uh, he's a Hall of Fame fighter for sure. There's no, no doubt. Not, that's I mean, not even. There's no doubt about that. But I mean, I think even beyond the Hall. 
his legend is one. He became really inspirational, I'd say, around the early 2000s. You know, he really, when he when he went executioner and he got out of prison, he changed his life and he came back to the ring and he beat some big names, man. What's your favorite B-Hop fight? Yeah, I mean, he, I think the one that kind of put him over the top, I mean, you know, there's the Tito fight, but with Oscar, I think for me, it was his fight with Oscar that was, I mean, knocked you know, him out. He hit him with that. He hit him, he hit with, him with the liver, liver shot. shot. Yeah, he hit him with the liver was, shot. I think it was, was the ninth the round. And, yeah, and that was the one that kind of cemented it for me. But I really respect exactly what you're saying. Like he lives that life. He is a man who, you know, he go he goes to sleep early. He doesn't drink. He he takes care of his body. He's a perfect example of what you can do if you lead a clean, regimented life. You know. Yeah, ain't that the truth? And, and truth be I mean, told, it's hard, you know, it is hard. But that everything, everything good is hard. But even this sort of thing, that in my opinion, <clears throat> the reason that he's able to even take this beating, these last two fights, and not get killed, is because he's in great shape. Right. That's a testament to his condition. Yeah, but you getting knocked to the ropes, though, man. No, 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 no. Far. I'm going to tell you something. Joe Smith did him dirty. You want to talk about who did him dirty? Sergey Kovalev did him dirty. Yeah. Kovalev is who really retired him, and they, nobody should have sanctioned a fight after he fought Kovalev. Because Kovalev, you know, Chad Dawson was the first person who showed, look, I'm not going to let the old man beat me up and use his tricks and grow his stubble for three days and puff up my face like William Joppy yeah, and all this, that, and the other. What he did was is he just went out there and imposed his will on uh, on them as a superior athlete. Kovalev made right. him hurt him and made him look bad. And truth be told, I'd rather get knocked through the ropes and get that punishment than Kovalev getting. I mean, Kovalev punished him. It was bad news. But now he can know he's retired. He's a partner in Golden Boy. He can start promoting. Obviously, he's got nothing to be ashamed of. And it was just a tough night. Uh, it's a tough thing to watch whenever the legends go out like that. And boxing, unfortunately, seems to have an extra special place for that. It You're the last person to know when you should retire in boxing. Yeah, people generally don't retire when they should, Yeah, I think. Um, and I actually, it's funny because I had this conversation with Bernard's manager and somebody else the day before the fight. We were, weren't necessarily discussing Bernard. We were discussing some other fighters and, and stuff and projects that I'm working on. And I think a lot of it is, if you're a fighter, you oftentimes place your whole identity in that. Right. And to be a really good boxer, you know, Bernard started boxing in prison, so his whole life has been this regimented thing towards this goal in boxing, and when your whole identity revolves around you as a fighter and as a boxer, you often don't feel like you have other parts of your life that are, you know, a value or something. And you have a hard time kind of understanding and growing those parts of you, and you know, I mean, let's be true, like honest about a lot of people who come who fall into boxing, you fight because you come from, you know, most people who are fighters are not Chavez Jr. You know, you right. need a reason to fight. So most people who are fighters are come from. Well, a there's a reason, in my opinion, Chavez Jr. isn't as successful as his uh, talent actually would let him be. And it's because he didn't have to fight. The greats right. all had to fight. All of them. Right. Right. And I think that that's. That's part of it. And, then you, you know, you, you have this thing that your whole identity is wrapped up in being a boxer, and then you add r- multiple world champions to it. And, you know, fame is a little bit of a drug, right? People like attention. People like being it's the a champ, total drug. everyone. Fame right, is a total drug. For anybody who's never had a, a part of it, people recognizing you is something that is bizarre and also stimulating. 
And it's something that right. you have to figure out. You have to work through how you're going to deal with it. Some people deal with it better than others. A hundred percent. And, you know, there's also in the same age, you know, there's ways to capitalize on it and market it and, and parlay it into something else. And I think Bernard's in an interesting position because I think that he kind of has an opportunity to do other things just because he is, I think he's someone that a lot of people respect. And I think that he's, you know, if I was a 50 year old man, I would turn to him for fitness advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, if I his, was a middle aged guy, he's yeah. somebody I'd listen to. Okay. Well, we can tell you got love for the champ. Now, I want to get two more things to get your take on. I'm going to let you go. Okay. Tell me, who did you? which fight did you have this year's fight of the year? Oh, man. Um, there was a lot of really good fights. There so was a lot of really good fights. Really good fights. I think in fight of the year is always subjective. You know, it's like a pound-for-pound pound list. It's, you know, Ward is my pound-for-pound pound best, greatest right now. But that's subjective. People will argue with me over that. And, right. You know. Um, fight of the year, Salida Vargas, obviously contender. Um, if you just want a banger, the, um, who was the other ones? I really, the Porter, uh, Thurman fight. That's mine. That, yeah, the Porter, Porter Thurman, Thurman was a, fight that was 12 was rounds back of and forth just, action, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just bombs and some boxing. Um, you know, there was other examples that were uh, maybe a little bit more technical boxing, you know, I liked the Ward Kovalev fight. Honestly, I, to be perfectly honest with you, I kind of had it a, close to a draw or had Kovalev up by a point or two. But um, either way you went, I think that that was a really good example of adjustment from a technical boxer. And you know, I had a conversation with my mother about this, and what it, part of the thing is is that. The Ward Kovalev fight, you almost needed to have an advanced level of understanding of boxing, even as a fan, to appreciate that fight for what it really was. Right. Because 100%. 100%. And I think, I think that comes down to a lot of, you know, a lot of, like, technical boxes, a lot of, uh, you know, people like Mike Tyson. People want to see somebody get knocked the F out. Through um, the ropes. And they got to see it yesterday, this past weekend. Oh, man. Unfortunately. Yeah, that was... That was crazy. It was, you know, what was the crazy part about that was when I, he might have been out on his feet, but I actually think the damage happened. I think his head hit the ground. I saw that. That's what it looked like. His, he, he hit the ground. Yes, yeah, head hit the ground. And I think that was the part that was there was a concussion angle the to it. Part. Yeah, but I think he yeah. was out when he went through the ropes as well. He was getting punished. Um, don't well, no, don't I sleep. He was definitely. He was definitely. At least mostly gone. Bernard's always had a good chin, so it's, yeah. sometimes it's hard yeah. to yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of gauge that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I, I mean, I'd say the Salido Vargas was one of my favorites. I really um, like that Chocolatito the fight. The Thurman uh, Porter. I like Thurman Porter. I like Chocolatito at that fight that same night as the uh, the Triple G card at the Forum. That was a good fight. You liked that performance of his better than other ones? Of Chocolatito? Yeah, or you do know, you just like him in general? No, no, I like him in general, but I like that performance of his because he was challenged. I see most of the time great guys beat people before the, the game even starts in every sport. And, I, and I've and i seen him go in and just exercise his greatness. That's one of the reasons I actually like the Triple G versus Brooke was because, because Brooke came to fight. You know, he was undersized, but he touched Triple G a bunch of times. And so, right. you know... That's a that when when the person who's supposed to be great gets challenged, which is one of the things that was so beautiful about Kovalev and Ward, because uh, both guys are I would say are great fighters, and they both got challenged. Kovalev got challenged for his stamina and body work and technical you know fighting. Ward literally got his chin checked and got put on the mat. 
That this is yeah. this is great. Final thing I want to hit you with, Holly, is um what do you think what's your most anticipated fight for the first quarter of twenty seventeen for the announced fight so far? Um Okay, I think everyone's going to say Golovkin, Danny Jacobs, and Danny Jacobs is actually a friend of mine. I think he's a really great guy. So Miracle man. I'm going to have to. Yeah, and he's, he's just a good dude. He's There's a great dude. There's very few people great that dude. you meet that are just generally good dudes, and Danny has been that for the eight years I've known him or something. Right. Um, so I, I think a lot of people are anticipating that one. Uh, I think it's because a lot of people, honestly, are just on the Golovkin hype train. Uh, I am not knocking his greatness. I think he is a great boxer, but I also think that he has not necessarily been challenged by somebody his size before. Uh, the Santa Cruz Frampton rematch, because I was at the first one, and that was a, I was going to say that's a contender for fight of the year for me too, because I went to that one at Barclays Center in the summer, and it was fantastic. That was a great fight. Nice. So that rematch is one that I'm actually really looking That's forward to. That's what you're looking forward to. Well, for yeah. those who are listening, we got Holly Lawson on the line. Holly, tell the people where they can find you and uh, tell what are you working on now so that people can support you. Um, I am available across social media platforms at Lil Bear Lawson, L I L D E A R L A W S O N. And I'm working on a couple of things that I can't talk about. Got to keep it under wraps. <laughs> Sometimes it's like be that. Announced. Yeah, they'll be announced soon. And, um, you know, I'm working on a couple of big projects. I'm doing a lot of fitness stuff and a lot of stuff that brings fighting into fitness. Nice. So I love feedback and I love interaction and I will always talk boxing. So hit me up. I would really appreciate it. I love new boxing heads to talk boxing with. See that? There it is, folks. Holly Lawson, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the Ozone. Yep. And, uh, Thank you so much. I've been harassing y'all to have me on. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Mission complete. <laughs> uh, we'll talk Fantastic. to you sooner than later. And Omar's going to come work out with me. This is the thing. He talks about all these people who work out with me, but I keep putting it out there that he needs to just ah. let me train him one time. And I told her so I don't want to hurt her hands. convince him publicly now. <laughs> so, public we'll Jamie. We'll see where that goes. Right, I'm going to get a public right. case. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, all Thanks right, Holly. so much. I really appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for listening and thank participating. Talk to you soon. Always so many great, insightful people from the professionals. Right. Uh, she knows her stuff. Yeah, there's no way, no two ways about it. She knows what she's doing. Knows what she's doing. And uh, Joe Smith knew what he was doing. <laughs> but then she lay pillows out all around the ring. Maybe, you know, give that it a, soft, a soft, soft landing. That man, that was bad news. Hey, man, he had to get the Terry Norris Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> it is what it is. Retire now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He had to do it to I'm going to have to beat your ass. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> he had to get that Holmes Ali. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't think he it was worse. Champ. He got knocked out. You know, the only he got knocked out the ring. But Rocky Marciano did it to Joe Lewis, but yeah. Joe Lewis was old. He just needs the cheese. Hey, they got they, 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 Boxing is so dirty. Got to put together a boxing union. Mm -hmm. Got to get these fellas, man. Got to get it together. Um, yeah, you know, this is uh, a very interesting element uh, of the holiday edition of the Ozone. We got a lot of things to look forward to. One of the things we're looking forward to is a phone call from another longtime contributor who just stopped a real life crime. And crime time. Uh, it is crime time. Who stops crime? Come on, man. Let's He's go. a superhero. He's a superhero. Let's get him on the line. My man. Hello. Is this Big Shad of crime time fame, of real life crime fighting, my Negro superhero? What's happening? Oh, yeah. You live in the Ozone, baby. Hi, Papa John. Can we help? 
<laughs> man, it's looking like that. You ain't eating no Papa John. Don't lie to these people. Don't lie to these people. Sound like you playing Santa Claus right now. You out? Is, is the weather outside frightening? What's happening? Where you at, Chad? I'm good, man. I'm at the gym right now, man. Go with Venice. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Mecca. Oh, the wow. Mecca. This is the Mecca bodybuilding, ladies and gentlemen. You want to get big, head down to Venice Beach and see if they let you in the door. You can't go up there and play. You can't play can't around with that play. iron. I don't even know if there's enough room. All them big dudes in there. Right. Shad going to take up the space of three grown men. Shad, we hey, just wanted to get you, get you on quick, man. I was so impressed to see you on TMZ. Are you crazy? Oh, yeah, man. Talk to me, <laughs> brother. What happened, man? What happened out there? You were in Florida, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so for everybody so, who doesn't know what happened, we got Big Shad Gaspard on the line who was a member of Crime Time and is now a successful actor. He's made a transition from wrestling into the world of entertainment, of scripted entertainment. And if you want to know this live story, it's insane. He's a friend of the Ozone, and he's a personal friend of the family. And I read this story, and I hit him up immediately. So tell us, tell the people what happened, brother. So me and my partner just finished doing an autograph signing at a Comic-Con and a wrestling show. And so I went to uh, what's called uh, gas station to get iced tea, drink. And while I was in there, a uh, guy came up from the back and he yelled at me. He goes, "Hey, my man, buy me a beer." And I go, "Excuse me." He goes, "Buy me a beer, man." I go, "My man, if you don't come at me correct, I'll get you a drink, but don't come at me like that." And so he just said, "Who the fuck are you talking to?" Whoa! And I said, "Yeah." No, no. Now, now what's the dude's what's the dude's build? Yeah, what what what's his dude, dimensions? What's my man's dimensions like? <laughs> Yeah, he, he, I mean, like, he, he, like, like, to me, he didn't seem that small. But, you know, so he thought he was tough, and he was, and so, you know me, my reaction is like, who the fuck are you talking to? Exactly. And so, basically, he let me know, he goes, he said, he said, you know what I'm saying, I could shoot, I should shoot you right now. Whoa. And I was like, like, and like, you know me, when you tell me you're going to shoot me, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in that mode. And so, I was like, all right, then, what you got to do? Let's go. And he stepped back, and when, he, when I turned towards him, he stepped back, he put his hand on the, he looked at the shirt, and put his hand on the gun. Wow. And when I saw the gun, you know, he goes, what you want to do then, nigga? And I go, what you want to do? Let's go right now. Keep on going. I'm, 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 still, I'm still game. And so he realized that I wasn't backing down. You wasn't playing so with him. So he goes, yeah. So he, so, he, so he goes to me, he goes, yo, man, you get the fuck out of here. Come out the Rogers place. And my reaction was like, nah, fuck you. And so what I did was I grabbed him by the wrist and then I grabbed the gun. And so I grabbed him by the wrist to, to, to hold his hand and I grabbed the gun. And then I ripped the gun out, out of his hand and turned around and tried to uncock it. Because, you know, no clip, no bullet, gun, gun's no danger. Exactly. And so I'm trying to uncock it and it's not uncocking. And, you know, I'm trying to get a gun and it's like not something something's wrong with it. So I take the gun to the register, and I try to give it to the clerk. The clerk doesn't want to do deal with anything with it. You know what I mean? So he comes up behind me screaming and yelling. The girl is in the store. She's panicking. So I tell him, I'm like, yo, man, come outside, and I'll give you a gun back. And he's like, no, nah, I want my gun right now. And so I'm like, come outside. Wow, this guy outside. is really reckless. Yeah. And so I'm like, come outside, come outside. He's not listening. So I grab him by the back of the neck, and I run through the door, and I throw him outside. And then once I get him outside, I put him in a rear choke and I threw him up and threw him down. And then I got him and I searched him and I put his hand behind his back. You know my partner Jay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Jay, 
he comes, he comes out the car. He goes, "Oh shit, what now?" Oh, and Jay like, was in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> well, this is like, bad news. Cops, this guy, cops. you talk about picking the wrong store to rob. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Exactly. This dude decided to rob a store with about six hundred pounds of all muscle, of uh, <laughs> of a, a literal tag team. You got to give dude credit though. He had balls. <laughs> that guy's got major heart. It, it's, it's misdirected. You know, it's misdirected. Because but if you see Shad in person, you anybody who doesn't know. If you see Shad Gasford in person, way you don't want none. <laughs> He's way bigger than football players. You don't want none. And and another thing that that happens is what people don't understand, and Shad and I both understand, than other other people of the big man legion understand. Your whole life, people try to test you when you're the big guy. Your whole life yes. doesn't matter how small they are, or whatever. Everybody wants to knock out the big dude, and yes. you're in a lose lose situation as the big guy. Because if you put tips on these little dudes, then you're a bully. Right. And then if, God forbid, you let them knock you out, then it's really all bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and, then, and you, know, you know the thing is, like, like we've, we've all been told as big guys, you know, oh, man, I'm, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to shoot you. So yeah, I absolutely. Hear that. Right. Yeah, I hear, that, I hear that all the goddamn time. So guys don't realize that I'm prepared for you to pull out a gun. You know what I'm saying? I can shoot you, but I can, I can also beat your ass so you get that gun out. <laughs> right, and so gonna, you better get it out quick. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to wait for you to point the gun at me before I kill you. Man. So then how <laughs> long know? How long did it take for the authorities to show up? Honestly, the cops got there like within five, uh, ten minutes. Wow. And Yeah, and so what the funny thing was is that once I, like, once I had them on the ground, when the cops covered, I pushed the gun far away from me. When the cops pulled up, we were like, nice. for obvious reasons. So that we don't have a, another pray for Shad right. scenario and like we have exactly. to every other month in the black community. Exactly. So I have my so I have my hands up. I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm the victim. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's the, you ask anybody. Yeah. Wow. Well, man, I, I just wanted to get you live on air and get that story. I when I read it on TMZ, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this has got to be this is like a movie. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. <laughs> That's unbelievable, man. Nah. I'm, I'm I'm happy you're safe, brother. I mean, that last thing that that anybody wants is any funk. But I'm glad that you were able to put a stop to the madness. Yeah, there's no telling how many lives nah. you saved. No, no, really. I mean, he's a real life superhero. How many people get in front of a gun and just buckle? He stood up, and he, you know, he stood up <laughs> and, and made this guy bow down. It's true. Well, the thing is, is that, and the whole thing is about power. Yeah. Hey, man. You said you wanted a beer. I was gonna buy you a beer. I told you I'd buy you but a beer. You slick. But now you just want to punk me. Yeah, that's his, his whole agenda. Is to punk him. That's his whole agenda. Man, go home and enjoy the nah, holidays. Yeah. Eat some ham and shut up. Now you got gaffled. Now you got gaffled. <laughs> Hopefully, this guy takes this, you know, this lesson. It doesn't cost him, you know, too much time of his life, and he can change his life around. I mean, we really need to learn yeah. how to start living in peace and harmony. You know what I mean? And I mean, you could have done yeah. the dude a lot worse. Little does he know. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know that's, that that was the one thing. Like you know, like my partner when he when I when I took his when I took anything out of his pocket, we saw his phone. He had, he had a picture of a little girl on his phone. Oh, so, wow, you know, wow. Yeah, you know I'm a, yeah you know I'm a father. My partner Jay, he's a father, and our whole thing was like, yo man, come on, you got kids too? Like you know, right? You got to do better than this. Yeah, if you young enough making 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 bad decisions, that's on you. But if you were young, if you if you if you have kids and you making decisions like this. There are two things you got to look at. Like me, as a human being, I'm saying to myself, like, what makes a man want to do this and risk jail time, you know what I'm saying, over being with his kids? If, it's, if the situation's that bad, how can, I make, how, how can we as a community make the situation better 
So he ain't going to try to risk something like this ever again. You know, because to me, he didn't seem like a maliciously evil dude. You know what I mean? Wow. That's a, hey man, that's yeah. a, that's very humanitarian of you. And that was very big of you to hey. not break dude off any worse. How you spending the holidays this season, uh, uh, Shad? Uh, you know me, man. With my son and my yeah, wife. No doubt. And that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. All right, brother. Merry Christmas. I'm going to catch up with you over the holidays. Thanks for sharing the story. Spread love to Jay. And we'll catch you soon. Thanks for participating in the Ozone. Appreciate you. No worries. Let it be. All right, peace. Wow. Yeah, man. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's crazy, Marv. Yeah, it's crazy just because... Like we said, if you know Shad, you know. If you see Shad. You don't even need to know yeah, him. If you, man, are you kidding? That dude's big as a house. Yeah. And you know something else that's a trip is is he just said that the the one reason when he took the guy's, the, the gun and then he took the guy's phone, the thing that popped up on the screen is a picture of a kid. The guy was his father. And, uh, People and, don't do that over beer? And and this is, what, this is what Shad was just saying. He was like, man, what makes, you know, what makes a man want to get to that point? It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Wow. Well, ho, 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 ladies and gentlemen. This has been a, a lovely edition of the Ozone. Learned some life lessons. We got some good sports to look look forward to over the uh, the holiday. Um, unfortunately, the Clippers' descent has continued. They lost to the Wizards yesterday. Blake Griffin is out for six weeks with a knee injury. It just It's just like they just can't get right. I just don't understand. They're about to play the Spurs on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, but they play better without Blake, which that's what they're trying to say or imply. Anyway, so we good luck. I don't think so. You, you can win a little bit, but you're not going to go. You far can't without go it. far without the dude that's giving you 26 and 13. Although they've never gotten out of the second round. So what are they lose anyways? <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. All right, folks. Spreading the Christmas cheer. Thank you very much for tuning into the Ozone, and I want to leave you with a quote, which is. If you are willing to do more than you're paid to do, eventually you will be paid more to do more than you do. Even though that was a poor reading, I am an actor, and I promise I have it under control. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, folks. Thank you for tuning into the Ozone, and we're going to leave you with how we found you with the penthouse food. Go to the penthouse floor. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Let's ride the elevator They can't keep us out no more Go to the pit